Well, here she is, one of the newest members to the Derby Racing team. Yep. Introducing Amy Burns to the Derby Podcast. How wonderful to have you on board. You're a breath of fresh air. You're the assistant racing manager to Lauren. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to this point in working for Derby Race. You're only 25 years old, only young. Yeah. So she's only five years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, that makes it makes it the same age as me then. Well, true. She's yeah. yeah. No, she's a year older than you. Where did it all begin for you? You got a horse background? Uh, no, I come from a non-horsey background. Another one. So you're another one. See, all of us: non-horse, non-horse, non-horse. Lauren, Lauren non-horse, non-horse. Stevie, non-horse. None of us have got horse backgrounds. Yeah. But we've all ended up. We'll have to put that do on the um, whenever we're hiring someone. Do you have do horse you have experience? anything to do with horse horse experience? You do in your you family. That is can't work in your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in Clove Valley in the heart of Sydney uh, with non-horsey parents. Right. Um, so that was always interesting. And my first sort of experience, probably with horses, was at the Sydney Royal Easter Show. My dad put me on one of those little mini pony rides. Is that right? <laughs> and it kind of kicked off. Is that from what there. started it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think he um, regrets that day still. I was going to say, <laughs> wouldn't shit. he regret that? Yeah, shit, I've done that with my daughters too. No wonder they're mad keen on horses. You're not talking life. about the ones that go... No, no. So really, a little pony. Yeah. Wow. You notice those rides that they just take you around in a circle. Just loved it. You loved it. Loved it. So then did you annoy him? To get your own horse or? Yes and no. I started getting lessons at a, um, a riding school in Malabar. Right. And they used to take me out. Did you say Malabar? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they used to take me out um, twice a week there. And um, I was still sort of into the horses by the time I was age 12. Yeah. And I was looking at heading to high school. And we were weighing up the pros and cons of could I have a horse in the city? Was it realistic? Yeah. Um, and my mum's family actually live up near Armadale. Right. And there's a boarding school called New England Girls School. Uh-oh. Right. I'm not feeling this story. A boarding school. <laughs> yeah, boarding school. That's where you went? That's where I went for all of wow. my high school years. Wow. Um, good, and I was, bad? Yeah, mostly good. Yeah. It had its pros and cons. Um, but... I was lucky enough that they had the facilities. I could keep my horse at school with me. So you had a horse at that point? I didn't. So you didn't? Yeah, the first year, my parents said I had to stick out the first year. Then they'd get your horse. And then they'd get me a right. horse. Right, yeah. right. So, and it, it's... Because so your happy. parents are good. Yeah. They are pretty <laughs> I've good, met them. They? they are good. Are they? I've never yeah. met them. So they, might, they sound good parents. Yeah, no, they're fantastic. Um, it so happened that my first horse was just an off-the-track thoroughbred. Oh, Name? Wow. Name? Uh, he was called Lad. Um, Did you remember his race name? No, I don't no. remember his race yeah, name. Right. Um, no. But I've mostly had thoroughbreds. I've had one warm bod cross thoroughbred, but otherwise the other three have all been thoroughbreds off the track. Right. When did you know you could ride a bit? Um, when she rode the pony at this. Shit, I'm a gun. Uh, probably once I went to school and I started getting the lessons all the time. We yeah. could have lessons during school time. It was like part of the curriculum there oh, at school. That sounds like my dream school. Yeah. How we had um, two indoor arenas. Wow. A cross-country course up to one star. Oh. So we had all the facilities you could possibly did, want. Wow. How did you feel being shipped off? I couldn't imagine like I was a um, bit of a mummy's boy back in the 
day. Like, imagine being shipped <laughs> off to a boarding school. Mum and dad used to threaten it. Yeah. But, you know, you'll go to boarding school if you. Yeah. yeah. I was fairly independent as a, as a young uh, kid. Right. But it was, yeah. it was also good because you're with your friends all the time. It was like having a sleepover every night with your best friends, really. Oh, wow. So um, I was looking at the wrong way. Yeah, we all shared rooms. You know, yeah. at the, when we were younger, there was like three girls to a one room. And as we got older, we obviously oh, got our imagine own room. That. But it's yeah, just party time every yeah. night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we got up to some fun things. But yeah, it was excellent having the horses there all the time. And we had coaches there that would take us to competitions. We'd had the horse right. truck, and wow, it was fantastic. Yeah, what a life for a young kid. Yeah. Um, and then once I'd finished school, I came back to Sydney and I was actually living with my uncle and I kept my horse out at Hawkesbury. Um, and obviously Godolphin has their Agnes Banks property. Yep. How old are you at this point? Uh, 18. 18. Yeah. Um, and that property, for anyone that knows it, is amazing. Mm, um, right, those yeah. horses have everything that opens and shuts. It's yep. incredible. And I um, got a job there just as a stable hand. Right. Uh, I didn't work there for very long because I was doing a uni at the time. So I was trying to balance full-time and uni. Yeah. Um, but in the barn that I was in, we had the likes of a stern, bivouac, oh, Hartnell, wow. Elise. Oh. <laughs> so that's where I really got the love for racing. That's some yeah. big names. You, you mentioned wow. bivouac there. Yeah. How, how did you feel that day that... Time to rain towed him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? I don't know. It was it was pretty like impressive just to have those horses yeah. around right. you yeah. all the time. Wow. The caliber of them was. It is important to be around good horses in being part of the industry. You know, yeah. when you're with oh, the real good horses, stick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How they operate, what yeah. their men- yeah. mental size like. Yeah, work. Yeah. Some of them don't you see some of them, and you just go, "That's such and such." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Some of them t- are underwhelming, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. other times you go. Well, others have got that real air wow. about them. And you wow. can imagine, because we always used to talk about it, coming up against Dali, most of them are just. Beasts. Yeah. Yeah. The best yeah. of the best. Yeah, I really couldn't have asked for a better introduction to racing. Mm. Um, yeah. And just their whole company is amazing. Professional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's excellent. And who was training at that time? Was that James? Uh, no, it was John. Oh, it was John. It was way back yeah. then. Yeah. Wow. Do you yeah. have much to do with John? Uh, a little bit, mo- mostly just on trot-up mornings. Yeah. After they galloped, he'd come in and watch every horse trot up with the vets. Right. That's when I'd have the most interaction with him. What, were you, what was your role? Uh, I was just a stable hand, a strapper. Stable hand, right. Yeah. Um, so and that was good. And then whilst I finished uni, I just worked. Um, I left there and I just worked at a pub until I'd finished uni. And it just so happened that I was going to the races one day and ran into someone who worked for Godolphin and they said, oh, do you like your job? And I said, oh, you know, I'd love to be doing something else. (laughs) And he said, oh, well, there's a role at Godolphin as an office administrator. I thought, oh, that sounds cool. And then a couple of days later, Craig Nolan, who first interviewed me for my job, I got a phone call from him. He said, I heard you're looking for a job. And I said, oh, yeah. And um, then I landed this job back at Agnes Banks as their OA, um, which is just a contract role, but it was fantastic. And I really got to learn the ins and outs of the company um, and how it all worked. Wow. Why is it a contract role and how long was it? Uh, it was just someone who was on maternity leave. Right. Oh, so okay. I was just there for the year. Filling, filling in. Yeah, just filling in. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet you that was the best year 
when you look back now, the experience you gained. Yeah. Yeah. And just the insight into everything that, like, things that you don't even realise go on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and obviously I was dealing with um, staff, all the horses, so it was, like, quite a large role, um, but yeah. it was great, yeah. yeah. Now, tell us about one Ronan O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, and when, when did Ronan O'Reilly come in to fit into how old we and um so i've had him for seven years now this is your horse. this is my current horse you've still got him yes current horse i've yeah. still got him he's off the track he's obviously turning 14 this year but he was Listen. by quest for fame yeah which is pretty cool he was yeah, a pretty impressive back, horse yeah. back in his day i thought he was by o'reilly being <laughs> O'Reilly. No, that's just his show name ah, yeah right, not his gotcha. actual race name he was um a terrible race horse. I think he had ten starts for about nine lasts and one second last. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, but he's now got a career in eventing and he's um, excelling in that. So that's a good thing. Good highlight. Um, highlight would be winning Sydney International three day event with him. If you don't mind. Wow. <clears throat> so that was a mm. big achievement. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah, we were coming second after the dressage. And then it's across three days and the next day was cross country and it, the, we'd had so much rain. If you wanted to rate it, it was a heavy 10, the cross wow. country. Wow. So everyone was quite nervous about going out. You know, we had the horses studded up um, and he flew around the cross country. It was amazing. And then on the final day, I went into the show jumping and the girl that was leading had a rail and she jumped just before me. Yeah. And I had, had no idea that she'd had a rail. And I went in and jumped a clear round and then won. Bang. So, You've yeah. won it. Well done. Outstanding. How often do you get to ride these days oh. in your busy schedule with <laughs> yeah. diamond racing? Look, I would try to do four days a week, obviously, with um, COVID and the flooding and all of that. It's been hasn't yeah. been happening as much, but I'm definitely keen to get back into it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when you're competing at a high level, you sort of need to be riding as much as you can. Um, yeah. So, but no, it's good. I see you're selling your saddle at the moment. So. <laughs> yes. I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> Any luck? Uh, not yet. Do you want to give no, it a just plug? Just yeah. the camera there and just say, anyone anyway. interested in a, a <laughs> show CWD saddle? CWD dressage saddle. <laughs> Get in contact with Amy. At <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, recently on my overseas trip in the US, I purchased Spent a new saddle. Spent too much. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've purchased a new saddle, so that's currently getting made at the moment. Uh, so um, is Ronan the one you were thinking about potentially sending to America? Potentially, right. yes. And, and she uh, didn't tell you that she's going to work over there six months a year <laughs> as well and do the Well, we did thing. say we were doing it from... Well, yeah. it's remote, we're doing so remote, she could be riding overseas. and riding. And, <laughs> now and I know you're lying. Yes, your Maybe horse we, is going well. <laughs> Maybe we could open a syndication in the US. Yeah, now you're talking. Start importing yeah. you're some starting US. starting to sound like me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, now you're lying because... Your assistant to Lauren, and we've just finished, wrapped up a podcast with Lauren, and we talked about how busy the management side is. Uh, yeah. How do you find it? How do you find dealing with 2,000 owners, the ticketing, the the managing, the getting out to the farms, the getting mm. to the races, even on a Sunday sometimes? Yeah. Mm. I think, like, initially it was quite a lot to get my head around, but once I sort of have my plans in place and the motions of going through things and being organised, yeah. you kind of get into a groove and you know and you know what to do when it just comes, you know, naturally. Um, I suppose the biggest, the hardest thing with the owners is managing their expectations. Yes, yeah, big time. Um, being an owner myself, 
I know the highs and lows of owning yeah. a racehorse. Yeah. And I think, you know, once you've had that ultimate high, yeah. it is hard to get that again yeah. and doesn't always happen. Yeah. And so just the expectations, I think a lot of owners take for granted how hard it is getting a horse to the races. Just even getting them Just there. getting them there yep. in the first place. Yeah. And then for them running on, in town on a Saturday, mm. it's yeah. like that should be the best thing ever. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's the main thing. But most of them are pretty pretty good to deal with and understanding and mm. so yeah. it's good. We've some lovely owners and we do. A part of the problem, like you said, is, is the expectation. But we might be selling shares in horses, but we're actually selling dreams. Yeah. And one thing the racing industry is so good at, besides derby racing, is uh, promoting the good things in racing, the winks, the the big prize money. Well, prize money's know, just gone up again. <clears throat> it's just gone up again. Yeah. But, and if you don't do that, like, yeah. you're not going to attract people to the sport. And, no. and obviously when you're selling a share, you want to present yeah. the best points. But yeah. It's bloody hard. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, it's bloody hard just to even get your horse to the race, let alone win a race. So, yeah. you know, it's great that you've you've been involved with yeah. the Dali organisation. You've seen some of the very best. Um, you've also now been involved with some of Derby's best horses yeah. and you've raced horses yourself on the Derby horses since you've started, which hasn't – what have you been here, over a year just now? Just over a year, yeah. 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 Obviously, what's the highlight for you so far? Uh, well, obviously, overpass running in the Everest mm. was fantastic. Yeah, that was huge, wasn't um, it? Even just the lead up. What about the atmosphere? Just I remember standing there in the mountain yard and people were seeing Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. turn around and you see the thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. And it was so, just incredible. And then yeah. your wife's dancing for it, Edwina. <laughs> She's on camera. Yeah, and I had, you know, my family and my friends there. So it was a great day and for overpass to run sixth in such a big race. Yeah. It was fantastic. Mm. It was massive, wasn't it? Another highlight would have to be True Marvel mm. running in the Sydney Cup. What about that? Yeah, he runs second. Oh, he was fantastic. What about that? We talk about the big end stories, but good yeah. old little True Marvel. Yeah. Group I think I one. saw it. Is that right? I saw his prize money. Is he over 800000 in prize money? Uh, might be, you might be shooting a little bit higher. No, there. I think I looked Is the he? other day and it was like, He's won about he, well. He won about three sixty for running second in that race. He's right he? up there. I was surprised yeah. you because I remember yeah. thinking, "Wow!" Yeah. And I remember the night before, and that we had all this rain. I thought, "Just keep raining, just keep yeah. raining." And when he came out, and, and Laura and I standing there screaming, and we couldn't see above all the people. We were at, at the back, and we couldn't quite see, and it was just such a thrill. T- tell him the story that this young twenty-five-year-old determined girl goes up to our trainer. Matt Smith, true marvel. <laughs> Matt was doubting, right? Yeah. What'd you say to him? I said, no, I think he's a really good chance. You know, I had a bit of money each way on him and Matt wasn't quite convinced. And then at the after the race, he said, you were right. <laughs> I said, I told you. <laughs> I thought, you know, he loves a wet track. We knew he could run the distance. Kathy had ridden him before. I just thought as long as she got stuck into him early enough, he yeah. was going to be right in there with a good chance. And because that's the key with him, I just looked, he's closing in on 700,000. Wow. Uh, the key with True Marvel is he'll run, he'd run 16 laps around yeah. those courses. Like he's just a true, real long distance horse, but he's also a horse that hits a real dead spot. Yeah. And if you haven't ridden him, they'll give up on him. Yeah. And you, I know, I mean, I know 
we get the rip, whip rules and everything. But you, he's a horse <laughs> that you go, get into him. Yeah. Get it. So when Kathy's into him from the 800, yeah. she's starting to wind him up and it's kind of like, yeah, go for it, Kath. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need to wind that horse up because he's not going to stop. But it wasn't just there. Like we had King Frankel in the race yes. as well. Second favourite, well back. Yeah. yeah. We really wondered whether he'd run 3,200 and we were yeah. on the wedge track. But when True Marvel's sitting right on King Frankel. Yep, Fra- right thinking, on his hammer. Yeah, the proper stayer. Yeah, is sitting right on. Yep. Kathy's on him. Who's this doing, isn't? She, she's doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> With seven hundred to go, she's just like, yeah, get into him, Kathy. Won't stop. And you're thinking, I remember the top of the straight. King Frankel's going yeah. backwards. Yeah. He's coming around. Going, and you're like going, he's oh. just going to keep going. You're thinking going. King Frankel's, and he's still there. Yeah. Yep, and he's still there. And then he hit the then front. Then he hit the front, <laughs> and you're going, Edwina's starting to do a early call, and I'm going. The minute I said I think he's got it with a hundred to go, mm. that's when that horse came. Yeah. yeah. The minute, because yeah. I wait. Yeah, I do too. I, I wait. You have the quick scan back to see what how yeah. everything's travelling, and not, everything I, seemed off like struggling. And you're thinking, yeah. oh, jeez, I, I think I, he's got it. And then that just bang. No, he hasn't. No, nah, <laughs> no. Nah. But it was a thrill. Second was still fantastic. Oh, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah, group one, group one placed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially when in at like two hundred to one, like you said, like yeah, it's it was incredible. Yeah. Like no one thought he was gonna be do it. No, so. no. Well, and mean. he was that horse was back from our experimental days with imports when we just couldn't get into the import markers up too mm. dear. Yeah. So Hubie came up with the idea: why don't we go down buying yearlings? Yeah. Yeah. So they bought into True Marvel as a yearling, and he yeah. was very cheap. Cheap? No, we bought him seventeen for... grand or. I think 16,000 16, euros. 16,000 euros? Yeah. Like he wasn't yeah. dear because his pedigrees, there's nothing flash about his pedigree, yeah. but it's all pure stayers. So that was a real project for those owners to come on and, and it worked out good. We had Canasta and True Marvel and, yeah, it was a and good And now he's made little what, crop. close to 700,000 He's closing on seven. I thought he was up there because I yeah. looked at him the other day and it was like, wow. That's not, that's not a bad Closing purchase. in on 700,000, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the horse that excites you the most that either hasn't come out or is maybe, you know, maybe it's had a couple of starts, maybe it's unraced? What's a horse that excites Amy Burns, assistant racing manager at Derby Racing? Hmm, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, maybe one of the young ones, the most recent purchases. I'm going to go with the written by. Ah. Okay. So not a two-year-old, you're going a yearling. A yearling, yeah. Yeah. Even though we're about to launch our next group one when Osmosis, you're going with a yearling. That's a big call, Mark. Yeah. MH's beast. I know. I know MH fell in love with this horse at the sales. Yeah. Um, He's had a lot to say about him. Yeah. I'm backing your judgment. Oh, no, shit. I'm excited <laughs> for the future. Oh, yes, of course, Scott, you as well. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> huh. No, no, something a bit left field, but yeah. why not? Yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. yeah. He'll be getting named shortly, and it yeah. goes at the moment. So, and Amy goes to the races a lot, don't you? So a lot of owners will be yeah. know I'm, you and recognise your face. That's why we're doing this, so people get to know, <laughs> you. know you a bit more. <laughs> Excellent. There's a definitely a common theme, but we we you know we'll get, get Lauren Elvins on here, but she's obviously in Queensland and does yep. Steve and Lauren. Yep. But all of us were into horses. Yep. But no family were into horses. Yep. We're all into riding them first. 
I think that's un- and then went into that's uncanny that, yeah. that everyone everyone now yeah there's no backgrounds in horses yeah. no one was which, a trainer which, and which, no one was a no, bookie which, or no one was a lot of times you family. go through the industry and you talk to industry yeah. people they're yeah. from born a background it. of horses and like they're born, born into, into it, yeah. it they're, mm. and it, yeah that's very I guess very odd in one way it shows the passion that we have for the horses yeah. for racing because yeah. we yeah. haven't been brought up into it no. We haven't had that push from someone else. It's come a full of our own yeah. back. So yeah, it's and that's one thing I definitely sum up. Although it's my company, from all the staff, passion. Yeah, yeah, everyone's got it. Yeah, and I think if you didn't have it, you would fade out of just mm. yeah, because everybody's got it. Every mm. you, you even see it in these podcasts we're doing. They're, they're not scripted. Although <laughs> we've got a run sheet because you know you don't want to forget something. No, people are passionate. And, yeah. and it comes right through to the owners. So yeah, it's been a great start, Amy. Yes, One year it's been in, fantastic. Hopefully, there's many years to come. Yes, yeah. let's hope um, so. Is if there any ambitions down the track, for Amy? Would you want to be a trainer? You want to be? You want to take Lauren's job or <laughs> Mark's job? Um, what, what's your ambitions in the sales. future, or you're just content where you are I'm at the moment? I'm quite content where I am at the moment. Still learning lots. Um, mm. So we'll just see how we go and yeah. And see what happens. Awesome. Love having you on board. Excellent. And, yeah. Um, say good day to Amy if you see her at the races. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for having me.